Welcome to the world's greatest Bronze Age Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Mike Allen. As always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be talking about the 1978 pilot for uh, the Japanese Spider-Man TV show. Live That's action right. TV show. That's right. And um, this was a big surprise. I didn't even announce it on last week's episode. Um, but anyway, we're joined by Bex Luthor. Yeah, you made it a surprise. And then I checked the email and I was like, well... I have a lot to say. Also, hi, it's me, yep. Bex Luther. I have, I'm, I'm a leopard for some reason this okay. week. Okay, anyway. Nice. But we're also joined by very special guest, Dave Dubois. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, very excited about this. Uh, jump right in with a lot of uh, passion for revenge, shall we say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we should mention that technically... We on, it's funny because we reviewed movies, cartoons, comic books. We've never thought to review the Japanese TV show, and this was your idea. So, how did you ever get into the Japanese Spider-Man? Uh, Godzilla, uh, just that nostalgic love for uh, the, the, those giant uh, kaiju movies and, and tok- tokusatsu television that you know kind of grew up in the '80s. Uh, kind of disappointed in the '80s because I had seen Star Wars, but now in retrospect, I, I, <laughs> I, I view those things with such admiration. And of course, you can't not see the, the pop culture crossover between Spider-Man and giant monsters. So right. Now, are you a fan of Spider-Man comic books? I am, but I'm not going to lie. I made it about as far as Mark Bagley's run in Amazing Spider-Man. I think that's his name. Uh, the guy. Yeah, after, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that was so. A lot of this multiverse stuff that I'm learning through the new movies and stuff like that are very fresh to me. So, mm-hmm. gotcha. Okay. Which, uh, uh, Spider Man does make an appearance in those crossover events. Oh yeah. Yeah. He Which does. is really awesome. Yeah. It's too bad they didn't bring him into into the into the movie. Uh, well. No way home. well. Or did they? Guess what? What? He becomes There's a sequel back. coming. There's a sequel. Nice. Oh, I thought maybe you knew something. Like he was in Morbius or something. Ew. <laughs> but anyway. I, I would actually be excited to see Morbius if that were the case. Right. Um, okay, so anyway, um, Bex Luthor is going to tell us. What? I said yo. Oh, he said no. I, I, sorry, my hearing's like screwed up. <laughs> Um, no, absolutely no. not. I'm going to turn down my volume, sorry. Also, I, feel free for anybody else to jump in if I forget something. I did just watch yeah. it yesterday, so you know. <laughs> that was already 24 hours ago. So, yeah, yes, so that. Bex Luthor, why don't you tell us what happened in the pilot episode of Supida Man? Okay, so <laughs> we start off with um, Takuya Yamashiro, right? He's a, a motorcycle driver. How does the does the episode start with like Professor Monster? Yeah, I think you see um, the Marveler, the, the right. spaceship crash land on Earth, and we see Professor Monster and Amazonas kind of like talking about how it's a match to the ship that they're they've been trying to track down, and then for four hundred years, yes, <laughs> because they blew up Planet Spider four hundred years ago, and now they're going to do the same to Earth. Right, and they're they're tracking down the lone survivor. Uh, right. Or I guess I guess the lone survivor has been tracking them down to save the next planet. But yeah, yeah. So I believe um, 
Takuya's dad is and older sister are scientists, right? Mm-hmm. Like astronomers, and they see the Marveler coming in. They're like, "What is this?" So they go to investigate it. Um. Meanwhile, some, our our Peter Parker is just is like riding motorcycles, and his girlfriend is taking pictures of him for the Daily Bugle. Except for not <laughs> not the Daily Bugle. Um. It, it's called uh, Women Weekly. It's oh. a magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because uh, because motorcycles are hot right now, and then eventually it's science that's hot. Anyway, this I'm like the worst person to to synopsis this particular episode, just because it is 22 minutes and a lot happens. Yeah, it is kind of a lot. Um, um, but so and through the the course of the opening, um, Takuya is he's hearing. Someone telepathically communicate with him. Um, I don't remember exactly what he says. He's like calling him his brother and right. kind of like it's like these weird, vague, like call this weird, vague call for help. And Yakuya is like uh, Takuya is very kind of like <laughs> disturbed by it. He's like doesn't know where the heck it's coming from. Um, and then he sees a spider and he's like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. Um, um so then uh Professor Monster tells the the the, the babe and a half, um mm-hmm. Amazonas, like you need to go go down to Earth, infiltrate it, and so we can find out where the Marveler is. So she goes and she pretends to be the editor in chief. I don't know why nobody <laughs> Yeah, has... she becomes Psycho Yoshida. Right. Um and she tells Takuya's girlfriend, whose name I can't remember, um, to go investigate the marveler so she brings down the professor and they go to find this ship and then they suddenly get attacked by a giant lizard yes and then so um takia was like now nah, i'm gonna go ride my motorcycle but then he keeps hearing these voices he's like oh i should probably go down too so um the professor and the sister and the reporter are getting attacked by this lizard and eventually the lizard kills Takuya's dad, mm-hmm. the professor, just as Takuya was get, was, cut, was getting there, and he dies in his arms. Um, and then the lizard's still there, so to get away from him, he falls into this hole, which happens to be where Garia has been trapped for the last 400 years. Right, and Garia being the alien, the, the last surviving member of the spider planet. Yes, planet spider. Planet, yeah. spi- planet spider. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, are they called spider- Maybe uh, spider or something. Anyway, everything is spider yeah. something. So Garia talk tells him he's like, "I'm from Planet Spider. Um, Professor Monster destroyed my planet, um, but the fall has greatly injured Takuya, so he passes out. And in order to save him, Garia injects him with spider blood. Mm-hmm. So he wakes up, and Garia explains that to him, and he's like, "The only person in the universe who could pick up on his telepathy was Takuya." And that person is the person who gets to be Spider-Man. Um, so after... <laughs> right. Um, so after he tells him that he's been trapped in this cave for 400 years, um, he dies. <laughs> yeah. He dies and turns into a spider. I mean, immediately. Right. Um, so then... Yeah, so then we just skip over and Takuya's at home. And he hears Gary's voice telling him to put on the spider protector, 
which is in the bracelet he now has, this big giant chunky bracelet, which has his spider suit in there. <laughs> it's great. So, Zipper and all. Zipper it's and a all. fantastic scene <laughs> of the spider suit shooting out of <laughs> his bracelet a la like flash-esque costume from the ring mm -hmm. and he starts crawling around on the walls skittering and being all gross and weird and his <laughs> <laughs> like just like the, the, like the weirdest you could skitter around a, a room he does that mm -hmm. and then his sister and brother come in the room and they're like where is takuya and he's all like crunched up in the ceiling hiding and they're like i swear he could he was in here um <laughs> no no mention of them being sad about their dad dying but it's fine <laughs> Um, so then the Garia tells Takuya that he needs to go fight all of them. <laughs> all right, another professor got kidnapped by the dinosaur. Right. And then there's also these, I think, I want to call them putty monsters because they're like the Power Ranger putties. Yeah, um, I, I think they're, yeah, they're just like iron, they're part of the Iron Cross army. Which is... Uh, Professor Monster's army, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then he goes to this random building to save this professor. After he um, he swings. He oh no, his spider sense goes off and tells him that fifty kilometers away somebody needs his help. So he swings across the entire right. city. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of explained that his spider sense in this. Uh, in this rendition of Spider-Man is not when danger is around, but when the Iron Cross army is about to do something mm -hmm. evil or something bad related to them is going on. So it's almost like a beacon for trouble. Yeah, so so Takuya goes and he, he helps the professor who was kidnapped out and then he's about to battle. He battles, what does he do? He like is fighting the putties and then, oh yeah, and then the lizard turns big. Yeah, and then and then it's just Power Rangers, and then the lizard turns big, and then Takuya's like, "What do I do?" And then the Marveler car shows up, or the car shows up. What is it? What's the car called? The, the Spider the, Machine. Oh, right. <laughs> that was great. So the Marveler shows up, and then the Spider Machine comes out of the Marveler, which <clears throat> goes down to Earth to the to the ground, and then Takuya gets in it, and then the car flies back up to the Marveler, which then transforms <laughs> into the mech Leopardon, and then they have a big giant monster fight, and there's a sword. Um, Leopardon has a sword, and then he, he defeats the lizard, and that's the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. He kind of vows to protect Earth from any other alien invasions, and then we, uh, we get a sneak peek of uh, the next episode. So, to get us into the vibe for the show, shall I play a few seconds of the opening theme? Ooh, Please yeah. do. Just so Please. people know what we're talking about here. Okay, yeah. here we go. It's the best theme song Spider-Man's ever so had. Good. I agree. It's very sad. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we won't play the whole thing, Love but it. that Love song it. is freaking awesome. And um, the end song is just as good as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I should point out quickly that 
Uh, Dave, obviously you know about the American TV show that came out in the 70s, right? I'm familiar, yes. Okay, I, so so that one came out in 1977, September 1977, and the Japanese show came out in May 1978. So it was a good time for Spidey. He must have been, you know, peaking in popularity around that time. So Dave, mm-hmm. because you, you, you're, you're the one that picked this episode, why don't you tell us... Uh, how many times, first of all, have you seen this episode? Is it just once or more than once? It's more than once. Like I've, I, I did like the whole when I got the the box set, you know, watch it all the way through, and then I've, I'll, I, I'll just put them all on my phone now, and like I'll just, I, I work in a kitchen, and I'll just uh-huh. leave my phone, and I watch giant monster movies, and uh, to pass the time away. Um, and uh, so this one has been on quite often. So it kind of, I, you know, it gets melded into one another's. Because sure. like, even going into this episode, I was like, well, I guess I really need to sit down with this one. Because, <laughs> you, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you, it's rare that you're going to watch something like this for critique. Or, or right, for, right, for, right. For, for yeah. discussion, you know. So, you know what I mean? So, like, to sit down this morning and, and like, you know, take out the pen and paper and just, like, take a few notes was was pretty fun uh, it, was, it was good so yeah why don't you give us a few give us uh, some of your notes and let us know like what your critique was well i mean the first thing i have written really huge and underlined is yeah yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> and just unpacking some of these lyrics as they're translated uh-huh. in the dark valleys between buildings Spider-Man, his mm-hmm. eyes flashing anger, his abandoned peace, he's abandoned all and races through the sky chasing evil. Oh, heavy. And we should, so and we should point out that this is completely different from the Marvel Comics version of Spider-Man. What are you yes. talking about? <laughs> yeah, the, the only it's only the same by name and right. you look of the costume right the pretty costume much is great. everything else has changed even the power set is slightly different right. like he can stick to walls um but like his spider sense is different the way he swings around is different like it's even, very yeah, when his shoots his webs what does he say when he shoots his webs Spider protector or something, or spider string or spider rope or spider, spider string, spider string shootout or I don't know what he says, yeah. but it's something like that. It's but here's the good. thing, I just got to say, I mean, this plot was more complicated than <laughs> you know what I mean. Like there was more going on than like Lord uh, of the Rings in this one episode. But um, the thing I got to say is the action was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I'm assuming the budget was low, just like the American show, but the American show. They look like crap. The action in the American show is garbage. This Japanese show, you know, they understand the whole idea of like, you know, using the camera to use cheap effects like he's on a tree, but he's upside down, but he looks like he's climbing down. But obviously there's just like a rope or something above Mm -hmm. him. And then they show him on a boat and he's climbing. It looks like he's climbing down like this part of like the middle part of the boat, but he's behind this kind of metal thing. So there's obviously something helping him. But it's just using it wisely so that you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of just getting the camera 50 feet away and and showing him clearly walking in a phony kind of way, they kind of use the frame of the camera and things to hide him in a way that looks really good. And also the way he jumps around, the way that the bad guys, 
materialize out of thin air and <laughs> pop around. Like mm-hmm. it's very, I mean, obviously, you know, we know that Power Rangers was originally a show in Japan, right? And I just got that yeah. vibe from it, right? Like oh, they just 100%. know what was yeah. it called in Japan? It's- well, this uh, is Toei and, um, Productions, which is mm-hmm. the same productions that makes the Super Sentai series that Power Rangers is based on. Right. Um, this was running, I think, the same time that Common Rider was, which is the very earliest of, of the Super Sentai stuff. Um, yeah. And this, this is basically, it, it is, it's just Power Rangers, but it's yeah. proto-Power Rangers, because this is before, this was what gave a lot of the, the Super Sentai stuff it's like thing like the ideas of of the monsters getting big at the end and then having mm-hmm. to go into mm-hmm. the mechazord or the zords that came from spider-man that they then put into super sentai that obviously then happened power rangers a decade and a half later um, wow mm-hmm. yeah. and uh stan lee was one of the uh first people to like be totally on board with making this show in japan and Mm -hmm. because of that he kind of fell in love with these types of shows and he he was actually one of the first people to come up with the idea for power rangers and tried to convince marvel and then other tv studios to pick it up and do that thing where they take the footage from the original show and then they just reshoot the uh the kid uh, the american actors in place of the japanese so that they, they don't have to reshoot all of the action and everything um wow. and he actually got rejected and it wasn't like until like 10 years later that um another company picked it up and that's where power rangers came from Seven. so stay yes yeah, yeah, yeah wow so so, okay, yeah. I got a little factoid it turns out that spider-man the animated series from the 90s drew influence from this version uh, apparently, the writer of the show, John Semper, found this version of Spider-Man the only one that really impressed him. And the giant robot influenced <laughs> wow. the final mar- multi-part parallel universe arc where Spider-Man's wealthy alter ego has a robot. So I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I-, I guess the thing is, is this... So good. I think the Spider-Man TV show of the American one was trying a little bit too hard to be serious. Like, I'm a fan of the Hulk TV show because I think it worked to try and make it serious. But... With Spider-Man, it was like there was no supervillains, there was no Green Goblin, there was no Doctor Octopus, so they just threw all that out. But then it just becomes a regular show with Spider-Man in it, but it's not fun. This show, it's not the same as the comic, but at least they added in their own thing, like the Iron Cross and whatever these, this whole backstory is, this crazy mm-hmm. backstory, right? No, Dave, are you gonna say something? Spider. <laughs> the 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 Iron Cross uh, henchmen. Um, or better, better the rubber duckies, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just really mean rubber duckies. Those beaks are just, <laughs> oof, real Hilarious. tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I mean, apparently, uh, they played up his alter ego as being more incompetent, almost like a Clark Kent type thing, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and he even. Um, like throughout the show pretends that he's super weak and all of his friends make fun of him and stuff, right. which is hilarious. Yes. Um, uh, and it's yeah. his girlfriend. That's the brave one. She's the one who's always running to try to get pictures of, of Spider-Man. Right. Mm-hmm. She's so, kind of yeah. like a mix of Peter Parker, Lois Lane. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how they kind of, took certain characters and then changed them slightly. Like mm-hmm. the fact that the J. Jonah Jameson character is actually one of the bad guys in disguise. And the characters work for her 
even though she's the one trying to take over it's a, that's that's so interesting and so weird and mm-hmm. it's like uh i think the perfect way to adapt spider-man for a different audience is like you take you take the interesting parts and then you completely make it your own right um uh and and it works i think like i really like this um i've seen a bunch of them and then watching the pilot again for the show i'm like i gotta go back and watch all of these all over again because it's so fun well the other thing too is i remember you know spider-man's got one of the most famous costumes of any superhero and i'll tell you when i was a kid i remember my, my parents bought me a hulk like costume playset where you would I don't know what it was. You'd put on like a Hulk belt and the Hulk whatever. But despite the fact that everything was Hulk, I still played Spider-Man with that stuff because Spider-Man <laughs> was so cool, right? And this show, the way that they show him, if, you, if you'll notice, Spider-Man never walks upright. Spider-Man has always mm-hmm. got that crouched over, almost like spider pose. And I almost scuttles. wish that... What's that? He scuttles. Yeah. Like I wish that the, the movies would do that more like... I know it might be asking too much, but I, I do wish the new movies would play up the idea of just get a stunt man, not CGI, and get him to crawl up an actual skyscraper and just <laughs> almost like Tom Cruise and like Mission Impossible, yeah. like get him on one of those buildings, right? Like it just looks so cool when you see that an actual man on a building like that. Eh? Well, I think the opening of the show, like the the intro when he's climbing up the, that Tokyo Tower, mm-hmm. I think that's actually just a man climbing up that tower. They were like, mm-hmm. just do it, it's fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no safety net. Nothing. Yeah, standards of practice well, a lot different. The stunt work in this is incredible, mm-hmm. especially when you consider like the budget and the the, the era of it. Mm-hmm. I was the whole time I was watching it, I was just like, oh yeah, no, this is these are real martial arts. These are people who actually like are experts in their craft that's cool which is right. one of the main reasons i love power rangers <laughs> right and i mean i'm well, looking at the footage now and like he's climbing upside down down a building now clearly there must have been cables that they painted out or something right but right. it still looks incredible and yeah i think that the reason why the stunt work is so great is because that's where all of the budget goes in these types of uh, uh these types of shows they're mm-hmm. essentially big commercials for the toys Right. Yeah. So they have to make the action and like the cool shit in the mm-hmm. in the show work or else um, it's not going to be successful. Really, who in this case, who cares about the story? Like it, the Dave goofier, cares about the story, <laughs> the, goofier, <laughs> the goofier it is, the better, because more weird things happen and it and it lays the groundwork for like weirder and like more crazy special effects and fight scenes and new monsters that they can sell new toys for. And it's just like that. that that's the charm and the fun of this show. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think they try to make it serious. You're right. No. It's almost like just have as much fun as possible. Mm. Yeah, um, and I f- I feel like coming back to this first episode too, like it being so uh, plot based is is so jarring because of watching it for just fun. You know, I've <laughs> right. I've constantly just I've I've had it on in the background. I've you know it's just something that's there and it's fun. But like to like sit in this guy, he's passing on his revenge. You know, like <laughs> it, it's it's so it's you know it's not with great power comes great responsibility. It's like. We will revenge the death of my planet and your father. Vengeance will be ours. And it's like, oh, that's a dark one for Spidey, right? I don't know. Well, as we all know, Spidey's 
catchphrase, his 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 perfect his one liner that he says all the time. It's me, Spider Man, the emissary from hell. So. <laughs> That's the, 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 yeah. the closing theme, yes. He's in the the when he's fighting in he's saving the professor at the end. He, he's like in the doorway. He's like, "It's me, Spider Man. I'm the emissary from hell." Yeah. And I'm like, "All right, Peter, <laughs> get it." I don't know if it's like an interesting translation or like because <laughs> even the ends the 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 beginning and the end song they're like sad. <laughs> Yeah, that that seems to be like a pattern with a lot of like Japanese media, like a lot of anime is like that as well. You can have like a cutesy anime that is uh, 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 set in like a school and they're, all, they're all, they love each other. But then like the the anime opening or end credits is like super dark and weird. Or it could be the opposite, too, where something serious is happening and then it cuts to the theme song and it's like bright and peppy i feel like they just they just like fun openings it it, it's so strange but i like it i mean the best example of that is is neon genesis evangelion yes the best best opening theme of any anime of all time and then just the the most existential crisis of an anime you'll ever have Mm -hmm. but that opening is bop so she's a banger Mike's like, I don't know anything about anime. Not much. I know 80s anime. I know Akira. I know Robotech. But anyway. Um, Dave, do you have anything else in your notes you'd like to share? Um, there, well, first of all, <laughs> I, I also, again, have in very large word, like very large printing and underlined three times, Professor Monster. <laughs> Professor Monster. Professor Monster is your that's that's gonna be your guy for 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 from here on out. I I love it. I love it so much. It just it touches it's, it touches my 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 that that giddiness of finding terribly translated Asian products in right. you know it, when you're in large cities and stuff and you just find this great uh, I don't know. It just fits so well with everything that's going on. I love it. Well, it's as on the nose as Dr. Evil, right? Right. Yeah. Awesome. Even the title of this episode is The Time of Revenge Has Come, Beat Down Iron Cross Group. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, so good. Oh. Uh, look at, looking at all of these titles, they're just, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all so in two sentences. Anyway. And like all I, Super Sentai stuff now, it's the same. It's the exact same. The, the title is the whole plot of the, the show. And you're just like, all right, I'm here. Let- can't wait to see so and so get defeated. Okay, yeah. like I, I'm super, I'm super excited to take a look at episode four, the terrifying half merman, the miracle calling silver thread. Now, a half mermaid, <laughs> a half merman, yeah, a half merman. So is that like just a quarter, quarter fish? Fish. Good question. Yeah, just okay. the ankles. I don't know. Okay. Just the knees down. Okay, okay. You know what episode I want to see? Fearful hit tune. Song dancing. Murder rock. <laughs> yeah. Apparently that's the one where Spider Man gets a hit pop song or something. Oh my god. And then I... w- one more I gotta read. Motion accessory is a loveful beetle insect spy. That's my main. That's my go to right there. I gotta get to that one. Oh no, there's an episode called Farewell War Buddy, Beloved German Shepherd. Oh, no! That's so sad. <laughs> no! Tears. The, the first tin plate evening star and the boys detective group. 
<laughs> Dang. There's a lot of episode titles with this dog. Where did Spider-Man get a dog? You'll have Wait. to keep watching. From yeah, the unexplored Amazon, here comes now. the mummified beautiful women. Uh-huh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to say shout out to Japan for giving us just the hottest, evilest babes. Also, everyone's fits in this episode, 10 out uh, of 10. Man, mm -hmm. the fashion. Yep. I wish. Uh, I I think whoever uh, the whoever's playing Amazonas is just killing it. Mm -hmm. Like she is just you know she is, you know she's 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 gonna be trying to take over Professor Monster at one point. You know, right? Pull, pull a pull a Star Scream or something. <laughs> so would you say this episode is better or worse or on par with the rest of the show, Dave? I'm okay. I like it a lot. Again, like I said earlier about like revisiting it and just mm -hmm. seeing like how much happens in this. It's it's really really good. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to make a reference to uh, the uh, the machine bem, like the, the the monster. So that's like the all the giant monsters are machine bems, and this okay. one mm -hmm. is Bokun Ryu. And when I first saw it. I don't know if this is just too far out there, but it reminded me of what's it, Gorn from Star Trek? Oh, wearing, like the wearing the, the, the purple mm. armor that Lex Luthor's uh, superpowers, <laughs> right? Character. So right. I just kept thinking of the two of those, and I was just like, ah. Oh. And also, too, like he has axes that he doesn't. He has hand axes that he doesn't use to hit. He shoots out of. It's right. Just, it's just fantastic like they're mm. not even going for like a hey here's a giant lizard wow that's mm. scary it's like and he's got tin can and he's got a big giant rhino helmet that he can just smash into things and just <laughs> it was great well, the mon the monster design was amazing yes mm -hmm. apparently a lot of the um the monsters had to have projectiles because uh the the leopardon um suit was like damaged really early on <laughs> and so like they had to reuse old footage of it so instead of like being able to physically attack each other they had to just shoot at each other so they could use the same Interesting. footage which oh, this first so episode sad. was not a stranger to reusing footage oh, no, <laughs> right no, no, no. yeah it's an easy way to fill 22 minutes of an episode if you only film 15. Right. And right. then just, just use it some more. Like Spider-Man like Spider flipping somebody over five times in a row. Wheel, wheel, wheel. Well, apparently they, apparently they use the same shot of the monster getting killed every episode and just digitally added in the new one over top. Well, I guess it wasn't digital back then. Oh, wow. But, they but just, then they just literally left. the new suit. Yeah. Rotoscope it or something. Yeah, it's I don't all know how just guys in suits, right? Mm -hmm. What's that? It's all just guys in suits. Yeah, but I mean that that image they would just put over the original image, like just cut and paste. Right. <laughs> so. And and every time you see the Marveler flying or the Marveler turning into Leopardon, those are actually the toys uh, that they're using as like miniatures, and they're filming the miniatures, which is great and fantastic because, like, as a kid you get the exact thing from TV. It's not like... Beauty, yeah. Not you some know, yeah, like some cheap like, some version of it. Yeah, right. It's like, 
exactly what you see on TV is what you get to buy and hold in your hand, which is mm -hmm. super cool. And that's always the case with a lot of these like Toei uh, uh, shows with like yes. all of the Sentai and later the Power Rangers. Like, yeah, that's really great. Well, that's the thing. Even Voltron, I, I always remember being disappointed because the two you're familiar with Voltron, right, Dave? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, Voltron. I love Voltron as a mm -hmm. kid. Um, the yellow lion and the... What was the other leg? Was it blue lion? Uh, blue lion and yellow, yellow lion. Yeah. Looked accurate in the toys, but the two arms, green and red, they were bodies were fat, but their arms were tiny. And then black lion had a giant torso and just mm -hmm. right because they had to fit the proportions of what they were changing into. But you're right. When you look at this toy, like I'm looking at it right now and I'm like this... Because I didn't realize it was the exact toy, but like, yeah, this looks like a functioning exact thing that you could hold in your hand. And that's that's something that's cool about it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So I guess the question is, is are we going to watch more episodes of Spider Man? Because I think I am. Yes, <laughs> for well, sure. Like, <laughs> it gets amazing because Takuya, my sweet, soft haired boy just constantly forgets that he's Spider-Man and that spy the spider talks to him. Like, all the time. He's just like, what? And it's so funny. <laughs> Every time. I love it. I really I really hope that they get him to be the voice in Into the Spider-Verse. That would be oh, awesome. Be great. Yeah. Because um, I think there's a documentary about this and he, like, looks so happy oh. to be talking about Spider-Man. I believe so. When I looked him up on IMDb, he showed up as himself as on some sort of uh, Marvel, looked like a documentary of some sort. So, ooh, interesting. I'll have to I would and love. And he just, yeah, the clips that I've seen of him in it, he just looks. He's just like so happy that people care that he oh. was a part of something. Yeah, right. It's a, a lot of these um, uh, Japanese actors because, like, on top of the stuff that to Toei did, like, like the stuff that Toho did, like uh, Ultraman and all of the following Ultramans. Like those actors went on to continually play on like all these new rebirth stuffs and, and like go to these conventions and just, you know, the idea that doing something as silly as this, like impacted people. It's like, they, it's so appreciated. Yes, absolutely. This is something, yeah, I can imagine a whole generation of kids growing up and loving. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. There's a sort of vigor. <laughs> the vigor Le Leopardin's uh, sort of vigor mm. I think that's the one that lays the final blow it sure is <laughs> yeah he, he does I just fire his sword at the big lizard monster <laughs> I just have more questions about like the production because I feel like a lot of it they were just like alright so here Marvel um, you can use some of our big robots in your comic books and we'll use Spider-Man and they're like okay what do you want from Spider-Man? Don't worry, just that's that. Just that. <laughs> like, like whose idea was it to have this the spaceship and turn into a big leopard mech and a car? It was a toy maker, um, because they had the idea with, uh, for Spider-Man and um, to like to make the show for the Japanese audience, but they knew at the time to have it on TV, they needed to have toys to sell, uh, and spider-man wasn't enough so instead of using spider-man's rogues gallery they they decided to take uh common and popular toys uh 
for Japanese kids, which were these like big mechs and monsters, because that's what was like super popular at the time. So that they just teamed up with a toy company and they hired them to come up with the designs and ideas for um, for this. So like the toy company that made it was like one of the producers of the show. Makes sense. So like the choice for leopard is just because it was cool. Because yep, yeah, because the toy made the the guy that designed it was like. We thought it would be cool. Nobody ever questioned it, so they just did it. It works. Like, I love it. He's got the spider decals on it. It just a lot of it seems to me, at least from an outside perspective, that like they were in production for something else, got the rights to Spider Man, we're like, all right, now it's Spider Man. Like we have all these yep. props already. Right. So I wonder if decals. that is the case. I mean, if you just, think about it also too with the with Common Rider, like which was bef- like during that time, like they're basically buggy it's almost like they tried previous and we're like okay well we'll just do the came uh, Cayman riders and then or common riders and and then this comes along and then, oh, okay let's whatever yeah he rides motorcycles too <laughs> yeah everybody <laughs> rides motorcycles leopard does have like a big bug face too he does like he's and he's only a leopard in the marveler form too it's yeah, like he has any head. leopard features when he's the when he is Leopardon. All of his le- leopard features gets tucked away behind it, like in his backpack. Yeah, I just looked uh, up Common Rider. I had never heard of this before you mentioned it, but it looks oh, awesome. dude! I feel like you Com- would love it, Mike. Yeah. yeah, you would absolutely love it. You would. I don't know if you ever watched Power Rangers at all, but you would absolutely love watching the Japanese. Um. The things that it's based off of, the mm-hmm. Super Sentai stuff that it's based off oh. of, mm-hmm. it is wild to like. It's just one. I like Power Rangers or, or, on its own, but two, this, this the stuff that it's based on. Obviously, there's a little bit more um, nuance sure. to it than the American Power Rangers version, which is definitely just for children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, well, I mean, like, I used to watch Ultraman as a kid. I love that for sure. So. Ultraman's my favorite. The, I mean, that first season, like that's all, what Eiji Tsuburaya, mm-hmm. believe the special effects guy from the original Godzilla stuff, and it's just like, again, spoiled by my post Star Wars eyes, but like, <laughs> right. this stuff is just insane. Right. He and if I may add one small little trivia to the to to the back end of this, um. Uh, the the movie Son of Godzilla, the yes. ori- the original concept was uh, to have it be a crossover with the 1966 Batman series. Really, it was really? supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed to. The original the original concept was to have the Joker and Penguin teaming up to make a a, a weather dominate like a weather dominator, and the huh. Cape Crusaders end up in Japan to like help out against it, but. Something happened. It was it was going good and it was gonna happen, but it fell through apparently. Oh, that's too bad. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, I would have been a way better movie. Yeah, probably. Better. It's not my favorite Godzilla. I was a huge fan of Godzilla as a kid too. Um, uh, and I remember I also watched the Godzilla cartoon in the eighties. Mm. Right? Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. and that had a version of Baby Godzilla called God. No. Godzuki. Godzuki, yeah. Godzuki. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, I remember the Godzilla cartoon from the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. 
And I remember that, that was good. That hearing was really that was better good. than the actual movie, right? From 1998. Yeah. I have, so difficult to do. Um, I've never seen it. What, the movie? No, I've seen every other Godzilla oh. movie ever. I own every it's other not Godzilla worth it. And I, yeah, so I, For lack of trying, I've got it a couple times and I just. He meets up for coffee with Hank Azaria, and I'm like, oh, I'm good. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, so what we've learned is that Japan is just better at, at doing Japanese things and also oh, yeah. doing Western things. Looks like. <laughs> there, there's definitely something to be said. Like, it's funny because I feel like, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, we had all these great cartoons like Transformers and Robotech and, and whatever and Voltron. And then in the 90s, all of Western culture forgot about them, except for us who were, you know, it was pre-internet. So it felt like nobody knew they existed. In fact, I remember when Paul Thomas Anderson did the movie Boogie Nights, right? Do you guys know Paul Thomas Anderson? Mm -hmm. He just did really? Licorice Pizza. It's like the best movie of the year, I think. But anyway, when he did Boogie Nights in the movie, Mark Wahlberg is seen recording a song, okay? And he's recording the song You Got the Touch from Transformers the Movie. That's your favorite song. Yeah, exactly. It's everyone's favorite song. So when they interviewed well, him... Uh, now, this movie came Dare out... Dare to be stupid is my favorite song from okay, the Transformers that's the Movie fair. soundtrack. That's also so. fair. But anyway, so this movie came out in 96, 97 around. When they interviewed him about the movie, they were like, oh, yeah, well, I was, you know, digging through some old tapes and I found this thing called Transformers the Movie and that's where I found the song. I'm like... Are you insane? This was like the most popular toy of 1985 <laughs> to 1986. It's not some movie called Transformers the movie. Like everybody knew about this thing, but it's true. Like Little it, it thing was like called the Transformers. Yeah, it fell down the memory hole, the and everyone forgot Wall. about it. But now everyone knows about it. But I feel like that we were lucky because we kind of were exposed to the stuff before, like I guess mainstream people were. So he ended up being in the Transformers movies too. Isn't He's that in ironic? Them now. Isn't that yeah. ironic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's in he's, the past, the last two Transformers movies. He's the Transformers boy now. Right. He's oh somehow God. the worst human in a Transformers movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I love Mark He's Mark the Albert, worst. So I can't say yeah. bad about him. And that's hard. Shia LaBeouf was in these movies, so yeah. that's hard to do. Congratulations. <laughs> What's his character's name? Cade whatever? I don't even know. That's the movie where, where they justify a, an adult man sleeping with a child. That's yeah. that movie. Really? What do they say? They bring out a laminated Romeo and Juliet law because her boyfriend is like 20 and she's like 17. Mm -hmm. Yikes. He, he keeps a laminated copy in his wallet. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yikes. Just so that when anyone is like, so why are you sleeping with a 16 year old? He goes, actually, uh -huh. it's legal. And they're like, that's not what I asked, but okay. <laughs> Good old Michael Bay. Thank, <sighs> Good thing he's keeping the Transformers alive. Mm -hmm. Thank God for that. Anyway, maybe it just maybe it should die. Just bury it. <laughs> well, I mean, whatever. We're not going to get into a Transformers debate, but I did like the Bumblebee movie, and I yeah. could I could watch that anytime. <laughs> that was a great movie. Yeah. Anyway, Bex Luthor, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, just that, like you know, we could also review the other Marvel Toei crossover production, which was what Battle Fever J. What in tarnation is that? Battle Fever J. It's based <laughs> off of Captain America. Somehow. What? I don't think that Captain America is in it. They just kind of like nope. took their... <laughs> they kind of like took the idea of him and then they created 
that I think that was also the first like Super Sentai team, if I'm it's not Battle mistaken. Battle Fever J. Yeah. Yep. Really? So Battle Fever J is well when 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 Toei was like and Marvel were using each other's properties because Marvel did Shogun Warriors, which right. is a very popular comic that everybody knows and loves and is worth a lot of money right now, except not at all. Um, <laughs> nobody cared about it. So they used that inc- incredibly important property. And Toei was like, okay, well, we'll use Spider-Man and we'll use Captain America. They're like, cool, you're going to make a Captain America like TV show in Japan? And they went, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no. What are you even talking about? <laughs> so... Um, so that's what Battle Fever J is. They're Battle- super soldiers. Battle I think Japan. that's literally the only, the only thing. Like, they're not, there's one guy, he's red, white, and blue, I guess. But it's like a team. There's five of them. It's so amazing because, again, growing up with Voltron, you, you come across Power Rangers and you're like, whoa, this is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at Battle Fever J and I'm like, no, this is... This is the exact same thing. <laughs> like even the idea, even like the face uh, with with like the the mask with the silver part showing at the bottom. That's Voltron. Sorry, Dave. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say, and there are so much more. Right. They ha- they had toys to sell. They had TV to to air. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a what a great time in that that era. You know, especially like how into technology they were at the time and it was just right. like oh it's, it's right that the the five characters of battlefield j are all countries oh yeah. okay and, oh and that's cool the red ba- white and blue one is not america it's france okay it's battle the pink girl is america gotcha battle cossack is the soviet union hilarious miss, miss america battle Co- Kenya. Wow. And Battle Japan. Great. Interesting. Okay, the, I'm looking the at them. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Dude straight up has the hammer and sickle on his chest. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, my oh 80s. Yes. 70s and, and 80s, I'm telling you, this was a great time to be alive. <laughs> yep. Miss America doesn't have pants either, which I noticed. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, she's got a bug face. Oh my god! Uh, Checking her out right now. Sorry, I'm sorry, Bex, to call you out, but would that stop you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, physically, maybe. <laughs> the mouth does not move. Fair. I don't know. This is—it's just—it's wild to me that be- I like Power Rangers. And the reason why I get to like Power Rangers is because in the late 70s, Marvel made a Japanese Spider-Man TV right. show. So, like, literally everything that I like is the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. It right. all comes from the same place. Thanks, Well, Dan. even if you, if you watch those TV shows on Netflix, the documentary series, um, The Toys That Made Us, mm, you can see oh, yeah. how everything is tied together through politics and, you know, the gas the oil embargo and you know world war ii having from world war ii having i think it was they had too much tin or too much something too much metal so that's why all the original transformers had so much metal in them because they had just they had so much metal just to get rid of i'm probably screwing up on my facts Mm. but if you go back and actually watch the documentary it's very fascinating how everything fits together you know and we're just sitting here as kids going like and I, i we've talked to this before but i always thought it was the opposite i always thought oh there's a Transformers cartoon, and now they're coming out with toys. 
but it was the opposite. Yeah. It was the cartoon was a commercial for the toys. Yeah. And we were all got you. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, mean, I just always thought it, your show is really popular when you get toys. For right, but, right, right. Although, let's well, not like, forget that there was a MASH line of, there was a line of MASH action figures. So. Really? I didn't know that. I want a Hawkeye action figure to go next to my <laughs> Hawkeye action figure. <laughs> Don't even get me. I'll talk about MASH all day. <laughs> I didn't know you were a fan, Becca. Oh, I love cast. MASH. Huh. We would stay home from school and pretend to be sick and watch it with my mom. Wow, that's cool. Uh. <laughs> that and Golden Girls. Um, nice. And Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, there you go. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Surprisingly, I turned out to be an awkward nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Could have seen because that coming. I would, I would go to school and be six years old and be like, did you guys see that episode of MASH last night? And I'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. Like, oh, oh, this is why you don't have friends. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it just, it's interesting that like everything just kind of comes together. And then... You were saying, like, these cartoons in the 80s and then the 90s rolled around and then anime just came, exploded into the West and mm -hmm. still consumes at least Josh and my li our lives completely. <laughs> well, it's still, I mean, if you go by certain sales charts, it still outsells all American comics as far as I know. Like, if you go by Diamond, they only they only list, like, DC and Marvel. But if you go by, like, I, I don't know what charts it is, but maybe manga? Book, bookstores. Yeah, like, manga actually outsells American comics, mm. for sure. It still does. Well, yeah. like, po Pokemon is the biggest, um, most profitable franchise of all time. Right, right. <laughs> and I give them my money for all sorts of things. Sure there was do. A, <laughs> there was a soda in the... The la we went to the Asian market and they had Magikarp Pokemon soda and I was like, well, here you go. Don't like this. Tastes like garbage, but I am drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like even even I remember uh, years ago I met this uh, girl at a bookstore. She was working at the bookstore and I was asking about comic books for her number. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she was like, I was like, you know, like I don't mean graphic novels. I mean like floppy newsprint comic books and she was like oh do they still print those and i was so offended but you know some people don't know right it's out of sight out of mind like there's people that think the pokemon disappeared in like the late 90s like they don't even know it still exists you know? i feel like now that's impossible it's grown Maybe so of, big now yeah. now because of pokemon go but on i'm talking like a year ago a person said this to me like they didn't know pokemon was still around really mm. that's how i don't, I don't know how you it's like if someone's that. like, oh, they, yeah, it's like, how are you just not, I guess some people didn't know that there was a pandemic until a year into it. Oh, well, that's right? scary. Oh, are you talking about Jared Leto when he was on his cult retreat? <laughs> oh, fuck. We don't have to give any attention to him. Okay, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I have friends that didn't know who BTS is. Does that count as like... Being we stand BTS on this podcast. We do this podcast. Don't ask me what any other songs are, but um, what's his name? The cute one with the hair. My favorite. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Love him. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I did. A, here, here's one for you. I had a picture huh? of the Rolling Stones as my phone screensaver, and a friend of mine thought it was BTS. So that's kind of like what? reverse cultural I mean, ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, are the Rolling Stones that relevant right now? No. BTS definitely is. How old was she? Oh, uh, like 23. But yeah, still, how do you mix up the freaking Keith Richards with a member of BTS? Come on. That is 
Maybe fair. <laughs> well, and he is slightly older than they are. Is there a lot bit. more of them? There's like twelve of them. There's, yeah, yeah. F- yeah. I don't know. And this was, but no. To be fair, this was a picture of the stones from the '60s, so they were in their twenties. They looked younger, but they did not look like Japanese boys. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Japanese right. men. Okay, sorry. Actually, they're Korean. Oh, that's right. They're yeah. Also, they're Korean. <laughs> Oops. Good thing Julie's not on this episode. Anyway. Okay. Just offend everybody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, unless Becca has anything else to say, we should probably wrap this up. All right. I mean... Yeah? Becca could talk all night about Spider-Man. Uh, Dave, do you have anything else in your notes you want to talk about? about? I would just like to... Um... I would like my final words to be on a street <laughs> like, on a street like corner no one knows Spider-Man his nice. eyes flashing anger Spider-Man anger during sorrow he abandons even friendship and races through the sky searching for evil well I won't be abandoning my friendships but I will not be abandoning this television show all right there you go Perfect. there's the final word so there you go. We want to thank Dave Dubois for joining us for this episode for of uh, Here Comes yeah, the Spider Cast. So yes. Next week we're back to our regular selections. I don't have them up right now, but they're coming your way soon. So be sure to join us. And uh, we want to thank Bex Luther for joining us again. You're welcome. Uh, and uh, yeah, and GI Jolie will be joining us uh, next week. So oh, you know what? Um, and be sure to look out for our Morbius review. By the time you hear this, it should already be up. So be sure to check that yeah, out. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, Josh, you can take it from here. Yeah, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. It really helps when you leave us reviews, either on Apple Podcasts or on our YouTube channel at the Comic Book Syndicate or our website. Um, really, it helps us, uh, you know, keeping in contact with you guys, letting us know know what you guys think about the comics or the shows we're talking about and uh you know let us know what you guys think about the podcast itself um let's keep that comics conversation going all right so until next week see you later Bye.